are listening to the sermon podcast from Real Life on the Palouse, reaching the world for Jesus, one person at a time. I'm so excited that you guys are here. My name is Josh Gray. I get the privilege of being the lead servant here at Real Life, sometimes called the lead pastor. So uh, excited to be here, excited uh, to share with you this morning. I think I kind of wanted to crawl in a hole when I was preparing for this message for lots of different reasons. I was going to try and pawn it off to quite a few different folks, uh, but nobody would take it. So here I am. You get me. Let's do a rewind. Where have we been and why do we skip Sabbath, the commandment that was supposed to be next? Um, so we start off in our culture uh, shock series. Are we trying to move our God around our culture or our culture around our God? And so uh, Marty kicked it off and we talked about where does God sit in your life? Is he in the trunk? You carry him around like, oh, yeah, I got God uh, right here. I'm a Christian. See my card? I occasionally go to a church. I'm a C-C-N-O, CEO, Christian, Christmas and Easter Christian, right? And come in. I'm like, okay, cool, awesome. I'm part of the club. Um, or is God actually like not just in your, in your trunk? Is he actually sitting in your car and sometimes you listen to him and sometimes he's trying to give you directions in life? Or do you like let him be your co-pilot and he's right there? Or is he actually driving the car of your life? Is he actually influencing every decision that you have? Are you actually like letting him take reign over your life? And then we talked about community and we kicked off our life groups and we talked about that we're not designed to do it alone. Uh, the first biblical crisis, uh, relational crisis in the, in the Bible was Adam was walking, or God was walking around the garden with Adam and he said, it's not good for man to be alone. And so he created a woman and we were like, whoa, man. All right, this service is far too awake to get any of these. No, no. I didn't even say that one last service. So, uh, and so we're not supposed to be alone. We're supposed to do life together. We're supposed to do life together as husbands and wives, as families. Um, and then last week we talked about it's more than a name. Like we're like, okay, don't take the Lord's name in vain. So I won't say his name in vain out loud. I might just say it in my head or kick something or do whatever. Uh, but no, it's more than a name. When you chose to become a Christian, he gave you more than just a t-shirt. He gave you his name and we are to hallow his name. And Jesus hallowed his name all the way to the cross. And this week, we're not talking about Sabbath because that's a bigger conversation and a sermon series. We'll touch on it uh, later on in three or four weeks. We'll touch on that. Uh, but we're going to have a full-blown like sermon series on Sabbath because it's probably one of my most violated, uh, one of my most violated commandments. And I would say it's a very, um, uh, it's a very un-American commandment to, to rest and not be productive because uh, we are what we produce. Uh, whether it be our children, whether it be our jobs, whether it be our money, all of those things. So we're going to dive in deeper, but I wanted to jump to this commandment here. And so uh, before, before doing that, I want to tell you two things that I learned this weekend. Two things that I learned this weekend, in case you don't get anything out of the sermon. These are two things for you. Number one, it is very hard for me to understand and get a building square. Squaring up a building is not as easy as it should be, at least for a guy like me. And number two, Never dump dirt up high when the wind's blowing in your face because you will be wearing all that inside of your uh, tractor or whatever you had on. So two things that I learned this weekend, don't, don't dump stuff in your face and getting things square. And you know what? Getting things square in your life is difficult too. And your parents have a great influence on the squareness of your life, the foundation that you have. So uh, in Exodus 20, 12, we'll dive right in. It says, honor your father and mother, so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God 
is giving you. Do you notice anything different about this commandment versus the other commandments? It has a so that. There's an actual like reason slash reward slash promise. And so it says, so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. How many of us are concerned about living a long life? Our society is pretty darn concerned about us living a long life, right? Uh, we, we, wear, we wear things on our faces now we didn't used to wear, right? To extend our life because of, of things that are going on, whether you agree with that or not. But we're very concerned about living a long life. But this commandment is far more than just about a behavioral change. How many people have heard a message on honor your mother and father before? I have. How many kids are just like, no, no. How many college kids are like, booyah, my parents aren't here. What's up? (laughs) How do they do do that dance? Not like that? Okay, just checking. (laughs) There we go. Now we're rolling. Yeah, I've heard this sermon before. And you want to like elbow those things. I was really struggling with with this this week myself personally because I'm trying to figure out how well have I honored my parents. I'm trying to figure out how well have I honored my in-laws. It's pretty easy for me to uh, see somebody honoring their parents really well. And you know what happens to my respect level for somebody that I observe honoring their parents really well? Because that's hard. That's hard. Especially for my kids. Because there's many a times when I, as a dad, have not been worthy of their honor. There's many times I'm sure my wife has felt like she's not worthy of being honored. One of the questions we have in our discussion at Nighters is like, so what are the caveats? What are the things that God says that you don't have to honor your parents if they did this? You don't have to honor your parents if they were like this. To search deep into the scriptures to see what all of the uh, the preclusions are for honoring your parents. Because many of us, I had parents that were poopy, if you can excuse my language. They maybe didn't do a great job in your expert opinion as a parent. One of the quotes from our sermon club, one of the folks in our sermon club, I don't know where they got this, but said that the covenant did not require Israel or you and me to feel a certain way about God. The big picture covenant, this covenant relationship doesn't require you to feel a certain way about God, but to be absolutely loyal to our God in every act and every choice. So I was asking myself this question this week, is honor slipping away in our culture? Well, I don't have to honor this position or this position or this this title anymore because I don't agree with him. I saw it uh, one of the sermons I was listening to. The guy talked about the first time uh, that he had observed 
the office of president not being honored was in an interview with President Barack Obama. And this interviewer was like, dude, he called him dude. That's not honoring of the office of president. And I see honor and respect slipping. And I don't think that it's serving the world very well. I don't think it's serving our country very well. And I don't think it's serving our community very well. And I don't think it's serving the families very well. Remember the times, some of you, where you would address your parents' friends as Mr. or Mrs. Because, and, and then sometimes when, like my generation is super uncomfortable, just call me Josh. Come on, what am I, old? No. You're being honored. You're being given a position of authority and respect that we're not on equal footing with a 10-year-old, that this person might actually know more than you and could help you in life. Mr. and Mrs. Something lights me up, and I don't know what it is. I'll be getting into some altercations with my kids, not that you ever had that happen, uh, some discussions, some very spiritual discussions. And uh, one time one of my kids, they're like, like, Josh, like they said, they said my name. And I was like, that's not my name. My name is Dad. My name is Father. My name is Hey Dad. It is not Josh to you. I am your creator. Think about that one. Good way to gross your kids out. Um, I'm not their, I mean, kind of am their creator, I guess. Anyway, moving on. But for some reason, it strikes me like as disrespectful. And to bring honor back in our society if it's left. And what does it look like when we talk about honor? And if we can't honor our parents, how do we honor our Father in heaven? Now, honor does not equal agreement. Write that down if you're taking notes. Honor doesn't mean that you agree. If we only agree, if we only honor the people we agree with, we're in trouble because I disagree with a lot of you. But God tells me to love my neighbor as myself and part of love is honoring. So honoring does not equal agreement. And that goes all the way into your marriage. We have an honor problem, I think. I should use I statements, but this is not my life group. I think there's an honor problem in our society. And I think it starts in the the home. I think it starts with missing what it looks like to honor your mom and dad. I think I think that it looks what does it look like to honor our government the positions What does it look like to honor the position of law enforcement person Are we in agreement are they always right No, not when I'm driving. (laughs) 
But it's still a yes, sir. It's still a, I, I didn't realize I was doing that, sir. I apologize. What about our military? So let's see, America. Like, we don't have to agree with whatever war or not war that we're in. But we would honor the folks that are going to do that. It's worth honoring. What about our flag? For sure. We stand for something pretty cool. We've done a lot of bad things. We've done a lot of great things. But above all that, above the flag, above the military, above our law enforcement officers, above our government, above all those things, how about the honoring of our Father in Heaven? For some reason, I think the rest of those things will fall in line if we're doing that thing really, really well. And if we can't honor our own earthly parents, even when we disagree with them, how are we going to honor our heavenly parent? Anybody ever disagree with God? Didn't work out well for me either. I mean, he might be wrong on a couple things. We're still discussing it. (laughs) So why is honor your father and mother a kingdom command? Because every action... Every word, every attitude, every relationship is about living out God's kingdom. You guys already missed a great sermon today. Uh, it happened this morning at 8.20. Our group got together. Um, Greg was leading it. Everybody that was serving, we get in a big circle. And uh, people that are serving the nursery, they're doing coffee, that are greeting at the doors. Everybody that's making this service happen so you and I can all hang out in here and have a good time. We get together. And Greg had a great talk. I was like, man, that's good. You should write a song or a book or do something great with that because that makes a ton of sense to me. And what he said, I'll paraphrase or get it wrong. He can correct us later. He said, are we, are we moving our comfort out of the way so we can be about God's kingdom? Because there's a lot of things that I'm being asked to do right now, overall, that I'm not very comfortable with. I don't like it. But I don't like giving God a black eye for a fight that he was never in. I don't like doing that. I said my piece. I said how I felt in an email. I'm I'm not in, like, we don't even agree on our elder board. But we're still God's family. How are we making his name great? Was his name made great this week? This was all before. This was done before stuff happened this week. Was his name made great this week about Moscow? I don't know. So here's another point. You would actually die and starve to death if your, parent, if your kids didn't take care of you. In the context of the culture that this was being said in, honor your mother and father, and you will live longer in the land that I'm giving to you, is like there was no 401k. You weren't working so hard to get everything you could get together so you could take care of yourself forever because you're independent and you don't need anybody else, especially your kids. No, you would starve to death. You would die quite a bit younger 
if you didn't have honor from your kids, if they weren't willing to think, how many people in here are thinking about how you're going to take care of your parents? How many people here are wondering if their parents are going to take care of them? I can't wait, man. Yes, where's mom? Right? Like, and I've been evaluating this for myself this week. Like, how am I doing taking care of my mom and dad? They live, they live, my dad's three and a half hours away. My mom's in Sacramento. What decisions am I making now that are going to, that are going to help me take care of my parents better? Is that even on the radar? Like, I'll pick a good nursing home for you. Right? Or are we thinking about how we're going to take care of our parents? Because how about your family traditions? Are those going to die with you? Are you going to carry on the family traditions that you have because you honored your parents? And there's some good ones you should carry on and some you shouldn't. But honoring parents by remaining faithful to God means that you're maintaining your faithfulness or being by faithful to your parents means that you're maintaining your faithfulness to Father in heaven. So say this word with me, kavod. Kavod, yes. Kavod uh, is the word that's used for honor. This is a term with social, moral, and theological implications derived from a Hebrew root word for weight, meaning honor, respect, reverence, importance, distinction, or glory. The Lord says, I want you to kavod your parents, your mother and father. He's pretty passionate about this. In Leviticus 19.3 says, every one of you shall revere his mother and father. There's this theme, if you go through and start looking at all of these things about mother and father and mother and father, there's this talk all through the text, through the Older Testament, all the way through into the Newer Testament. He gets pretty worked up about it. He thinks it's very important. I wonder why God thinks it's very important that our family values stay super strong. I wonder why he's so concerned about us honoring our parents. As a son, Malachi uh, 1, uh, verse 6, as a son honors his father and a slave, uh, a slave his master, if I am the father, where is honor due me? He was having a problem with honoring honor then. If I'm a master, where is respect due me, says the Lord Almighty. The New Testament says, First Timothy, but if a widow has children or grandchildren, these should learn first of all to put their religion into practice. I was kind of stuck on that a little bit this week. A little conviction time. How am I putting my faith into practice? Am I learning more about God? Or am I being the hands of God? to put my religion into practice by caring for their own family and so repaying their parents and grandparents for this is pleasing to God. The widow who is really in need and left all alone puts her hope in God and continues night and day to pray and ask God for help. How are we taking care of people? Pretty important to God. Ephesians says, children, Obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. That's how I knew. I was reading the text. It told me. It's the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy a long life on earth. I wanted to leave out verse number four because I'm guilty of it. It says, fathers, do not 
exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. I have the gift of sarcasm with my children. I have exasperated them before. I have made it really hard for them to want to honor me. They're still supposed to do it. But why would you make it hard for your children to want to honor you? Colossians says, children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not embitter your children, or they will become discouraged. Probably just for dads, because moms probably never made any kids discouraged, right? (laughs) God has a lot to say to us about honor. I think it's uh, critical in our culture right now. Proverbs says, uh, my son, keep your father's command and do not forsake your mother's teachings. Wash your hands, eat all your food, brush your teeth, floss. Did anybody not floss last night? No. Bind these teachings around, always on your heart. Fasten them around your neck. Well, what are these teachings? Was this at Mount Sinai? And Moses went up and came down and said, this is what the Lord, this is how we're going to be God's people. These are the things we're going to do. And in them was honor. When you walk, they will guide you. When you sleep, they will watch over you. And when you awake, they will speak to you. For this command is the lamp. It's a lamp. This teaching is a light. And correction and instruction are the way to life. Not being corrected, running wild is the way to death. And lastly, uh, Proverbs fifteen five says, "A fool, a fool spurns a parent's discipline, but whoever heeds correction shows prudence." So this is going to stretch out a little bit. So good, the parents are like, "See, did you see that, Jacob? I got you right here. See, we told you." But what about us? What about some of us? who have older children? What about some of us whose parents maybe have passed? How does honoring the memory of your parents that has passed, how does that work out now? What do your kids and grandkids hear about your parents? There's truth of some things that they maybe weren't the greatest at, but what are the good characteristics? What are the things we can do to edify family, to bring family closer together, together, not to let people think like, oh, well, they just don't know anything. I'll help you. They don't know anything. Let me, come, let me take over in your life. In general, because we are selfish in nature and how we created and what we created, we want that creation to do pretty darn well. Do we not, parents? because we feel like it's a poor reflection on us if that creation doesn't do well. So we're going to give the best advice that we know. And God gave us the best advice that he knows. He wants a culture that understands what it means to honor, even when you don't agree. And all eyes are on Christians right now. Not all of them, a lot of them. What does this look like how are we honoring people? How are we, are we giving God a black eye for a fight he was never in with our actions? Are our politics more important than our faith? Well, it's the, the correct politics. Really? 
right? What does this look like to be a culture of honor? We're going to go to communion, but I want you to think about this as we go to communion. Go ahead and start opening your communion cups. Jesus Christ honored his father all the way to the cross. All the way to the cross. Think about some of these questions that you'll hopefully go over in your life group this week. How can you honor your parents today? If you're young, what does it look like to honor your parents today? Because you know they mess up a lot. You might have even seen them yell at each other once or twice. You might have seen them in a disagreement. But what does it look like to honor your parents? And why would you honor your parents? This is the best parent answer ever. Because God told you to. Because I told you so, says God. But I don't agree with them. Josh, you don't understand, Josh. My dad's dead and gone. He was an abusive, mean, horrible alcoholic. We barely survived him, and he's a horrible man. And and I don't want to, like, wow. Like, that's a lot of, that's heavy. That's heavy baggage. How is that helping you in your walk? What kind of counseling might be available? How can you, how can you release that? Because that may be true. How has that helped when God says to honor your mother and father? What does that look like? Is that a journey you're, way, you're, you're willing to chase down? What are some, way, some ways you've seen uh, others honor their parents well? What did they do to honor their parents well? You know, I watch folks day in and day out visiting and taking care of their parents and making sure they're okay, letting them know that they matter. How many of us want to be a burden to somebody in the future? How many of us want our kids to take care of our, uh, our daily activities of daily living, eating, bathing, dressing, toileting, continence, all that stuff? Not me. That's tough stuff, isn't it? That's honoring your parents. Why does a less than perfect parent deserve honor and respect, dead or living? Because if honor goes away, our culture changes drastically. We have to work hard. We have to work hard to learn how to honor. I have to work hard to learn how to honor God. And so we're willing to roll up our sleeves and put in the work. So again, I think as Jesus goes to the cross, why does he do that? Father asked him to. He honors him all the way to the cross. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took the bread, and when he had given thanks, and broke it. He said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's remember how Jesus honored the Father in heaven. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink of it in remembrance of me. Let's remember him.
Lord, I um, I just come to you as a as a pastor, as a father, as a son. Lord, submit us to your way. Help us learn the value of honor. Help us learn how to honor when we disagree. Help us to do it well. Help us to do it in a, in a manner that glorifies you, Father God, that doesn't deify you, Lord. Help us from Christians to stop fighting each other. Help us to, to reach out. How can we serve your, how can we serve, Lord? Show us how to serve, not ourselves. Lord, your, your, your word says don't, don't do things out of selfish ambition. To not be uh, righteous in our own eyes, but righteous in your eyes. Help us to follow the basics. Lord, drive the car of my life. Lord, be in my mind. Let me let your word be upon my lips. Let it come out. Lord, drive the values in our culture through us. Let us understand them well. Let us live it out well. Let us walk it out well, Lord. Help us to understand honor, to honor our mother and father so that we will live long in this land that you've given us. Bring that back to us, Father. Help us to seek it in a mighty way. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for checking out this message from Real Life. You can find out more about us by visiting liferotp.com and connecting with us on Facebook and Instagram. Until next time, have a great week.